Honey, I switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Like what? Well, we got four free LG Stylo 5 phones, four lines for just $25 per line per month. I smashed up the car and unlimited gigs. Wait, did you say you smashed up the car? Yes, it's completely smashed. But four free phones. Switch to Boost and get four lines for just $25 per line per month. Four free phones with unlimited gigs, all on our super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Terms and conditions apply. New customers only. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. Welcome to the Wheel of Sport, brought to you by the Turnstile Network. My name is Ian McNally, and with me is Matt Lavery. Hello there. Welcome, Matt. Now, uh, Justin Hello. is having a bit of a break from the Wheel of Sport. I know that, Matt, you were, uh, you're actually uh, a podcaster from way back in the, in the now-defunct Football Basement podcast. Now, what was the Football Basement about? The Football Basement? <laughs> <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> No. Where did it take? Tell me where it took place and what it was about. Uh, yeah, it took place in my friend Warren Vickers' basement, uh, and it was about football or soccer. This, you were an early adopter. This was back in what, 2010. Uh, yeah, it was 2009 and 2010. Um, we uh, we met with the football ramble boys, and uh, yeah, if we'd really stuck with it, yeah, we were right at the the forefront of the exciting new media that is podcasts. Uh, unfortunately, we sort of sacked it off. <laughs> and the football basement boys have all got careers in media doing adverts. Uh, sorry, not the football basement. Uh, the football, football ramble, ramble, yeah. The, fo- the football basement. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all in jobs. You're from the northeast of England? I am, yes. Uh, from, from Durham. Uh, and Where the Pink Panther is from? Durham is yeah Durham 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 that's the famous that's the only joke it's a famous joke it's the only joke out of Durham sorry yeah I mean it's not great maybe you could be the next one (laughs) (laughs) it's open (laughs) well lovely to have you here Matt in the uh, Wheel of Sports studio and we're about to spin the wheel now I know you know how it all works but basically we're spinning the wheel we get a topic and then we get into and um, because it's the first episode, I'm gonna let you. Sp- I'm gonna let you spin the wheel, and I'm also gonna let you take on whatever topic it throws up. So let's get it going. Let's spin that wheel. This episode, the topic is out of bounds. <laughs> out of bounds. Now, out of bounds is you know things that happen off the field, extraordinary events. You know, I feel like often in sports we're distracted about what actually happens in the event. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like the... You the like actual, the melodrama. I, you know, I was always the kid sat watching the away fans mm. in the other sector rather than the game that was going on. But, okay. You know, so out of bounds, what have you got for us? Well, this story is it's absolutely remarkable. Um, it's the story of Kaiser. The German leader. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and not the German, uh, what's it, uh, Franz Beckenbauer. Either. Oh, yeah, because uh, was his nickname was the Kaiser. It was indeed. So Franz Beckenbauer, he's almost like the godfather of German football, isn't he? And he's rightfully called the Kaiser. It's kind of weird, isn't it, calling him like the king? Yeah. Like so- considering Germany's history of like... <laughs> 
the royal family and then not having the royal family and then what happened after that? Yeah, a bit dark, I suppose. Uh, but nicknames are nicknames. Who knows where they, where they come from? But no, it's not, it's not Kaiser Wilhelm. Uh, it's not Franz Beckenbauer. Um, it's Carlos Enrique Raposo, who allegedly takes his nickname, the Kaiser, from uh, Beckenbauer um, for his unbelievable uh, talent. Um, possibly a nickname started by Carlos Kaiser. Uh, so is he a is he a football a soccer player? He is a soccer player who never played a game. So uh, this, hang on, hang on. <laughs> We're already winding back here. So, <laughs> so so he's a soccer player who never played soccer. Ian, you are you are right. This is a footballer who had a career, and depending on who you ask. Uh, it spanned anywhere from 11 to 15, 16 years. Um, he, he has been registered at all of the biggest and best Brazilian clubs. He, he's a Brazilian superstar and he never played a game. He's, he's had multiple transfers. He's been registered, uh, but never played a single minute, kicked a single ball Sorry, in his uh, career. So you've, you've got to really explain more here because a part of me is thinking that You've gone a bit mad. <laughs> because how how could he possibly be a Brazilian? He's a Brazilian footballer. A Brazilian football super... Like, look, we all know great Brazilian football superstars. Oh. Probably one mainly known for his role in the Great Escape film. <laughs> exactly. Which was excellent. Oh. But Pelé, great. He's got a record of... Goals and appearances to back it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Socrates, brilliant. Fat Ronaldo, brilliant. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Others. There are there are others, um, and this is it. You know, this guy was was active uh, from sort of nineteen seventy nine. We we think uh, through to sort of the the early nineties. So he's, throughout the eighties is where his career takes place. He played a lot. He did not play, but he shared dressing rooms with greats like Carlos Alberto Torres, <laughs> uh, Renato Gaucho, Zico. Um, yeah, he he's been everywhere. So I love the phrase. He was active. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, right. Let's let's go back. Start from the very beginning here. He, in 1979, is that when he first, or 1980, he starts as a professional? Yeah, so... He st- th- so he's effectively being paid for the role of playing football. Absolutely. And it's very difficult to really sort of put your finger on how did it begin? That's the question, right? How do you become a professional footballer if you don't kick a football? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, what he used to do was... There's a few ways the story can, can start because it's, it's very difficult. This guy's a con artist. He is just probably the most charismatic, charming, influential kind of guy. But certainly this guy used to play football as a kid. How good he was, who knows? It seems like he knew well, how he, good he was. He thought he could get to the top. <laughs> well, well, look, there's a great line from him where he says, and this is a quote, I wanted to be among, among the other players. I just didn't want to play. It's everybody else's problem if they want me to be a footballer. Not even Jesus pleased everybody. So why should I? <laughs> I mean, 
What an attitude from a professional footballer. Now, Why would you want me to play football? Is he talking about Jesus Christ or oh, Jesus, I, who he played in the juniors? I mean, that <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but either way, wonderful. <laughs> so so one, of the, one of the ways that he'd be... Uh, maybe one of the ways it began is he looked like a footballer. He used to sort of pose in a very small, yellow speedo shorts or speedo pants and walk around the beach he was athletic he's good looking is, he, is that how you look like a footballer is that what i've been 80s, doing wrong in the 80s in brazil <laughs> i mean this is a very different time um you've got to think you know in terms of media coverage and you know we we look at uh, football now through you know the premier league and where there's constant media attention and cameras everywhere Back then, you wouldn't necessarily know who the footballers are or what their faces look like. Um, the cameras would be far away. Um, so one of his tricks was he had a similar haircut, the, uh, the mullet. To... <laughs> to Shane Warne. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, but it was in fashion in the 80s. Shane Warne didn't have that excuse. Um, no, it was, it was Renato Gaucho. Uh, and he looked a lot like Renato Gaucho. He could pass. Tell us about Gaucho. Renato Gaucho um, was one of the only uh, Brazilian footballers of that time who actually had a go in Europe. He went over and played in Roma. So this is this is quite remarkable, though that 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 you know again will kind of just assume that these Brazilian players are playing in Europe are exposed to that, but that. At that time, was quite an adventure and very unusual. Absolutely. Back at this time, Brazilian football was very, uh, you know, it's sort of a golden era for the Brazilian footballers. Most of them are based in their national league or based around South America. A couple have come over to Europe. um, But professionalism in the Brazilian league isn't even at the standard of the European League. So there's a lot of drinking, a lot of socialising, a lot of women, um, a lot of just going down the beach after some light training. It's a, it's a really wonderful time to be a Brazilian footballer if that's your if that's something you'd be interested in. And so Kaiser the con man, right? He, his idea of conning people that he's a footballer is just to pick a footballer and go to the barbers and say, can I just have a footballer's haircut? Well, well absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what he used to do was uh, he'd actually carry laminated um, cards and articles around. So he'd have photographs of footballers that looked a bit like him. And he'd have articles uh, about footballers called Enrique that shared his surname. Particularly, I think there was an America st- uh, striker uh, called Enrique. Sometimes the match reviews wouldn't even be very good. You know, they'd be damning. But it was just evidence that he was a footballer. Uh, so they weren't reviews about him? No, he never played. So he was just get. And I love the fact they were laminated. That's a very primary school teacher action Absolutely. to take, on, to take on, <laughs> on paper. Absolutely. <laughs> the fact that he's made that effort. Yeah, famously, one of the ones he carried around uh, gave him a, rate, a match rating of 4 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't matter. That wasn't the point. The point was it demonstrated he was a footballer. Um, he played, yeah. So he'd, he, uh, he famously used to dress like Renato Gaucho. And one of the things he realised he could do was tell people he was Renato Gaucho. Renato Gaucho is a famous Brazilian international footballer, um, real superstar, had a reputation uh, maybe with the ladies 
this one time, uh, Renato Gaucho and Kaiser meet at a nightclub. Renato Gaucho has sort of had a few uh, complaints from his wife um, that he's been maybe with this woman or she's heard that he's been out clubbing. He's hearing from his teammates that we heard you were in this club. Why didn't you say hello? And Renato Gaucho, I wasn't doing, I wasn't me. I wasn't there. <laughs> and it's sort of, he's getting a bit confused. Eventually one time Renato Gaucho turns up at a nightclub um, and he tries to get in and the bouncer says, oh, you're not Renato Gaucho. He goes, yes, I am. He goes, no, you're not. Renato Gaucho's already, already in, in there. there. And he goes, so he's there negotiating with the, the bouncer. Eventually the bouncer sort of agrees to, to take him into the club and say, look, there he is. Renato Gaucho thought it was brilliant. And <laughs> what a good response. What a response. What a great response. He says, response. as long as nobody's hurt, as long as he's not hurting anybody, fair play, do it. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Absolutely. So, and I imagine that Gaucho was, was flattered by it. He's such a good player. Absolutely. Like he, you know, you're thinking of modern parlance about, you know, zonal marking and stuff. That wasn't for, for him, was it? No. Because Gaucho marks. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) But Um, it's great that he had a sense of humour as well. Because he he could have... He could have gone mad. His wife could have gone mad. Because his reputation, it is, you know... And this guy, it almost seems like the Kaiser is not just, um, you know, parroting him. He's being him. it's, It's gone beyond the point of... Yeah, uh, imitation like, and become reality. Absolutely, um, but for some reason, he sort of funny side. They end up becoming really, really good friends. Um, they they became friends. They became like best pals. Um, and one of the and one of the ways he used to get a lot of the moves was he'd get uh, Renato Gaucho, um, Ricardo Rocha, Carlos Alberto Torres, other sort of huge names in Brazilian football. To vouch for him and say, yeah, this is a good player. This is a good guy. Give but him a contract. They'd never seen him play because he'd never played. He'd never played. But I think these players were in on it and they wanted him in their dressing rooms or they wanted him to keep the fantasy up. So they would vouch for him. He had all sorts of tricks. He would. Um... So the way it used to work was on signing for a club, he would immediately be injured. And he would always have a short-term contract. So he could always escape and get out of it. But he would just become injured. But obviously, the longer it went on, the more his reputation was enhanced. Because the more clubs that he had on his resume, (laughs) the more there was evidence that he was a a good footballer. But But he never played. But surely when you sign for a club, the first thing they do is a medical. So there's a really... but, But as he said, how can they prove that he didn't have pain in his muscles. <laughs> that was his thing. So he would just have a muscular pain on the second sprint, second sprint in training. So he would pass the medical, then get into the I club, don't know if medicals in the 80s maybe in Brazil were the same as they, they are now yeah. with, with doctors. But certainly he, he paid doctors to lie for him and come up with conditions that he couldn't play. On the paying front, he also used to pay ball boys to cheer for him so that if he felt that the owner or the manager was becoming suspicious that maybe this guy wasn't really what he said he was, 
he would go around and pay ball boys or pay some fans to cheer for him when he was doing his warm-ups if he was on the bench. And that way, people would sort of think, oh, yeah, this guy is a bit of a... A bit of a player. So the, the really interesting thing, I was listening to uh, another podcast with Gary Lineker, the England former England striker. He was saying on the podcast that he said, if you had 100 people and just walked them across the floor in front of me, I could tell you which ones are going to make it in football and not. He must have passed this test. Was well, he? he would. But that's... he must. He must have. Like so... if Gary Lineker saw Kaiser walk across his kitchen floor, he'd say, yeah, he's... Because I, so there's, there's a, such a big difference, though, isn't there, between um, an amateur, a great amateur player, and a pro. And one of the big differences is the size of their legs. Pros have massive legs, but, and amateurs don't. But I think it goes beyond that. I mean, what, um, what Carlos Kaiser has actually said is that, and, and this is sort of his, his quote, if you like, their most catchphrase, life is marketing. Um, and there's a quote where he says that he had the air of a star player. Uh, he says, I knew how to set, to talk and sell an image. People who saw me thought, this guy's played. He's friends with Bebeto and Carlos Alberta. He must be the real thing. So it wasn't just how he looked, but it would also be how he carried himself, how he'd look at people with an, an air of arrogance. He'd stare through them. He'd, he'd behave with an air of greatness. And people fell for it. I mean... It, Absolute con man. I mean, great, pl- but amazing. Fair, like fair play to him in the respect that his aspiration, because a lot of people like that just sell double glazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, but but, his, <laughs> you know. but, but he, he 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 said it was it wasn't about his quality as a player. It was it was about his charisma, um, and that's what he had in in spades. And that's why the other players wanted him around they were in on it they knew and they just loved it uh, they loved having him around and it wasn't just because of his his banter or his um his jokes you know he was also very good at meeting women uh, he was a good looking guy and he would introduce all of the footballers to beautiful women and you know he's a real socialite he used to knew the, know all the best clubs all the best restaurants all the best bars around around Brazil, he'd make his business to know everybody in town so that he would go around meeting people and socialising. So this didn't just, this wasn't just a one club, two club, three club, uh, yeah, I've been found out, lads, I'm done. This went on. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. Like, I mean, this is one of the most remarkable things is that how long it went on for. Well, he, he rarely spent more than you know, a year or so at any club. Um, but yeah, I mean, Vasco da Gama, Fluminense, Flamengo, uh, Bango, uh, Botafogo, he's, he's played everywhere. Uh, America, um, you know, all of the biggest clubs in Brazil took him at some point. Um, and it, and he, they were paying him? Of course, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's one really terrific story. Um, well, one of the things he used to do was... When he uh, was in the dressing room, he used to get on a toy mobile phone and and sort of speak a bit of broken English and pretend that he was negotiating a transfer 
into the European leagues. And it, <laughs> can, a toy mobile. He'd be on a we, toy can we, telephone. Can, can we just uh, recreate this where he's like, uh, he- "Hello, uh, Tramia Rovers." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the kind of thing. Uh, Doncaster, Rotherham. Like he's just he's over there. He's just he's just putting it out there that he might be might be moving over. Um, but yeah, one of his clubs, uh, the club doctor, spoke fluent English. And he was caught out doing this. Uh, at another club, they noticed it was a toy mobile phone. But he was ne- <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? How good is that, is by it, the way? It was bright yellow and green. Yeah, and it was like, so- going, number one, number two, number three. So one of those kitty <laughs> ones. Yeah. It had wheels <laughs> and a smiley face. <laughs> but nobody seemed to mind because he was so good at bringing in laughs and... Uh, women and just good times for everybody involved. So a part of me really wants to hate this guy because it, he's a he's a cheat, he's a fraud, he's a con man. Part of me wants to really like him. I mean, where where does he kind of lie in in history? I mean, I think it depends on who you ask. Um, there's a really wonderful story uh, where he was playing at Bangu. And he was, again, using his fake injury scam. Um, The club owner, or certainly sort of somebody who was pumping a lot of money into the club, uh, was a bit of a shady character. By shady, I mean a gangster. Uh, (laughs) And he's... With with a toy mobile phone. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he had toy guns. I think he was a, a bit of a dangerous fella. And he starts to get quite impatient and he's saying to the manager, I'm paying this bloke, get him on. So the manager says to Kaiser, look, you're, you're, you're going to play. He says, no, I'm injured. He says, look, I'll, I'll put you on the bench and I'll bring you on. And Kaiser's thinking, no way. But the manager's telling him you're on the bench and he doesn't know what to do because if he doesn't, this chairman who's been paying him all this money is, is not going to see the funny side. So the game's going ahead. And they're 2-0 down. The coach says to Kaiser, go and warm up. I'm, bring, I'm going to bring you on. And the Kaiser does not want to play. If that was you or me, Matt, we, wanted, we just want to play, wouldn't we? I don't know, you know. I mean, I mean... Wouldn't we just, you know, you just go, I'm just going to give it a try? Like, uh, partly, if someone dangled just... Even if I had one appearance in, you know, the National League or whatever, that would mean the world to us, wouldn't it? But Ian, you're not... A paid professional footballer. <laughs> he he yes, is. Yes. He is. And he doesn't have to play. His fear is, my contract's due to expire. If I play and show myself to be rubbish, I might never get another contract again. But this is a guy who has, surely has zero self-awareness, but he realises how bad he is. Well, he, yes, that's it. He knows. And he, and he just, does he just he not just think doesn't that want he to play. can't just run around and just feign? Like, he's, he's feigned so much. He's feigned being, a, you know, in the clubs and, a, and training sessions, presumably. He's feigned being a footballer. Well, no, because he would never kick a ball in training because he'd get injured. So he wouldn't even train? No, it would be in the, in the first training session, he would be injured. <laughs> he would... And how's this? There's, this is a... Um, he once was revealed at a club having just signed, and they said, we want you to, to dribble the ball and score some, and a half time or something, or sort of during his um, big reveal, we want you to just dribble the ball and kick, kick some goals past the goalkeeper so that the fans can cheer. 
he thought, oh, I can't do that. So he, he just picked up all the balls and volleyed them into the crowd. Just kicked them into the crowd because he, was, he didn't want to have to kick a ball into a goal. Because he thought, I might get exposed. So he just didn't want scrutiny at all. Just didn't at want all scrutiny. Costs. He didn't need it. He so was, how did he, he was good at, he was his charm was good enough, so he didn't use his feet ever. But he, isn't that great as well? Like he kicked them into the crowd, making him a crowd favorite. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Instant so crowd plays. And like, then oh no, he's injured. Shame. It's and then that's it. Six months of him sitting around telling jokes, meeting women. I'm a professional footballer. His fallback plan is genius. It's absolutely <laughs> so, superb. So how does this story end so, up with the so, gangster? So in you've the, got the gangster in the crowd. Gangster in the crowd. The manager says, you've got to go on. You've got to. He's thinking, I don't quite fancy this. How's it end up? Well, he starts warming up and the pressure's on now because he knows. <laughs> he knows that a, a car it, just volleyballs into the no, crowd. No, he's going to have to go on and be exposed. And if he's exposed, you know, his life's on the line. And he so only he, exposes himself in nightclubs. So it sounds, yeah, it sounds like it. So he thinks, here we go. He jumps over the fence and starts a fight with the fans. Starts punching them. So he jumps into the crowd. And starts fighting the crowd. Gets a red... Like red, a home or... Or away fans? Or just, just any non-discriminatory? Yeah. He jumps into think, the family enclosure. I think it was the home fans, or the, the fans of the team he was playing for. So he gets a red card, because he's on the bench. The violent, referee runs over. Conduct. Absolutely. So counts on or off the field. So he's been sent off before he can be brought on. Now he can't be brought on. Brilliant. So he's in the changing room, and it's post-match, and the gangster is going berserk. And he comes into the dressing room and wants to kill him. And you know it's scary times. So it's it's so serious. Did you, did you say no? I'm not Gaucho. The man you want. Gaucho's <laughs> <laughs> over. Well, like so, the gangster comes in and he's going crazy. And how's this for for calm under pressure? He just says, "Look, since I've been at this club, you've been like a father to me. As you know, my father died when I was very young." And as I was warming up, I heard some of those fans saying bad things against you. I couldn't bear to hear that. I lost my temper. I'm sorry, but I respect your name so much that I had to defend your honour. Guess what? Six-month contract. Double his contract. Double wages. They doubled his money for the next six months. Double his money. Six-month extension. How's that? Like, why is this guy not in politics? <laughs> it's unreal, <laughs> isn't it? It's so good. It's just unreal. The way this guy uh, markets himself, or, you know, we talk about personal brand. This guy has it in absolute spades. If this guy had a LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn wouldn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> he would just dissolve LinkedIn. He's like, I've won. <laughs> That's it. My no, more. no more. No more. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's gone from club to club mm. and he's chancing his arm so often. But the strange thing is, is that he's enhancing his reputation. Every club he goes to enhances his reputation, enhances his CV. So it allows him more time mm. the longer he goes on. Where you think the other thing, you think the more he goes on, the more chance he's going to get caught. Yeah. But, but what's if he's happening? not playing, he's never playing. He never trains. The opposite. So the opposite is happening. So where does it end where does it end up? The thing about this guy is, he's such a con man, you, you've got to take everything he says with a pinch of salt, to say the least. <laughs> um, you know, because how can you, 
how can you sort of assess? I mean, at, at some point, I guess he's, he stopped being a footballer. Maybe he got tired of the, the lifestyle. Um, but what's amazing is there's still still people out there. I mean, one of his ex-girlfriends, um, a girl called uh, Valeria, she, she says, oh, I only ever saw him play, him on, play on video, but there's a really famous goal against Flamenco he scored uh, where he won the game. He scored an amazing goal. How can you not know about that? Uh, I've seen it on video. It's, I'm sure it's him. But it's like, nope, wasn't him. <laughs> Sorry, that, Valeria. You're his girlfriend and you are misled. <laughs> wow. Incredible, right? It's all the power of uh, persuasion, I guess. You, what uh, a salesman. Uh, when you, re- uh, like, I'm thinking as well, like, which, uh, you know, pale skinned players do I look like? We're good to, I could tell me, kids, oh, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his kind of his career kind of fizzled out. I imagine that partly, like it would have been exhausting. It's keeping up a lie is exa- for me. I can keep up a lie for about three and a half seconds, mm. and I'm exhausted. He must. He, this is a lifetime of lies, isn't it? Yeah, but one of the you've got to think he's not lying to everybody. You know, I think a lot of these people were involved and supported him. Kind of willing executioners. Absolutely, they, yeah. happy to go the, along with the ride. All, all of his best... And it wasn't just the the Brazilian national team that he was friends with. You know, he was friends with politicians, as I said, you know, all sort of areas within uh, socialising. Um, yeah, he, he knew everybody and everybody liked him. So he was scamming people, but not in such a bad way. I mean, towards the end of his... Career, if that's what you want to call it, um, <laughs> as a footballer, he was brought to a club to help a guy with uh, an alcohol addiction because they thought he'd be a good influence. So he was sort of, you know, he just became a character. Good in the dressing room, you hear, you hear now, but uh, you know, this is to the nth degree. That's amazing. Like I'm amazed that he didn't go into management or you know didn't kind of carry his career off. In but I suppose you just can't sustain. There must be something inside of him that says, you're not a footballer. Yeah. This but is all going to, you, you're going to, like, I know he's got the opposite of imposter syndrome. But he, <laughs> he was so brave with it. He used to go on the Brazilian equivalent of match of the day and analyse the goals. <laughs> like, this isn't, a, you know, some sort of wallflower who's shy. So he, he was absolutely... Brazen. So is he like sat next to Mark Lawrenson with multiple European Cup winners medals, Absolutely. multiple titles going, no, I actually think they should have defended yeah. him this way. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> this is this is how you defend a corner. It, it just, he didn't care. Incredible. Man, that is such a fascinating story. And Out of Bounds doesn't really sum it up because it's such a, a in itself, it's a tall tale. Mm-hmm. The the idea that this actually happens and that there's another human who could do this is, is remarkable. Yeah. There's there's a film and a book called uh, Carlos Kaiser, the greatest footballer that never was, and yeah, it's just absolutely compelling stuff. Real fascinating tale. Well, Matt, that was your first episode. You've, you've on set, debut. You've, you've set a bar for yourself here, which. <laughs> I've already worked harder than the Kaiser. (laughs) You might have had imposter syndrome come to this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. But 
I should have, I should have attacked somebody on my way in. Instead, <laughs> I was doing it in your honour. <laughs> but Carlos Kaiser, wherever you are now, if you're listening to this podcast, get in touch. At <laughs> <laughs> the Wheel of Sport on Twitter, on Instagram, definitely get in touch, Carlos Kaiser. But um, don't come after me. Come after Matt. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt. Thank you very much. from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's well made where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid that's not veneer that's solid stuff progressive can't save you from becoming your parents but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers discounts not available in all states or situations